0: Today we are going to be talking about the 50 biggest moves from the NFL offseason. I've got a list. We're going to go division by division, break it down. We'll talk about each division kind of briefly, kind of summa- summation of everything we talked about at the end. Uh, but before we get into that, I'm going to play this nice little nifty video for us all. Which one is this, John? I'm never doing this part.
1: Yep. I got You want me to get you? That. I got you. I got you. you got me. All right. right after this.
0: The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. <laughs>
1: Okay, quick question. I saw you had nodding a little bit. Did you like that track, the the, the triple cross one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some you cool dug, graphics that, that a, going on. Yeah, that that track was a Casey original. Uh, Casey Ooh, did a good was a, job. Was, was a Casey was... composition. Yeah. Nice like Thanks, Appreciate uh, it, man.
2: You need to have your signature sound. You we
1: know? should drop it on our website. You know, people can download it.
0: It's yeah. <laughs> Get us to a million <laughs> downloads on iTunes, you guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> seriously.
1: Uh, what up, everybody? I see everyone coming in. Rose, hey, what's up? Kimberly, what's up? Miguel, what's up? Uh. Andrew, Romy, what's up? Sorry, Casey, I'm too used to driving. Like you're gonna have to take the steering wheel from me.
0: We got we're we're doing the metaphorical handoff from the NBA season to the NFL season here with this show, kind of passing the torch. John did a great job leading it for us on the NBA programming. Well done, John. Little round of applause for you. Uh, Yeah, but today, like I said, we're going to talk about the 50 biggest moves from the NFL offseason, NFC, just one conference. No, we're doing the whole whole league today. Uh, But before we dive into that, I got to let you all know about Manscaped. You know, you all been living that old school life. You've been tearing up your shaft and your nuts, uh, (laughs) trying to stay trim for your uh, romantic interest and just for yourself really it's about empowerment these days self empowerment so yeah. uh, you need to get yourself empowered bring your nuts into the 21st century head on over to manscape.com get their new uh performance package 4.0 that'll have the lawnmower 4.0 the weed whacker for your nose your ears the crop reviver and the crop preserver for your balls keep them fresh keep them toned whatever that means uh but also remember to <laughs> use the code triple to save 20 percent on your order and uh yeah you'll be happy your balls will thank you so yeah how'd i do john
1: it'll 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 you know it's summer in north america it'll make your summer much better it's true like you don't want to just like bush going on in the summer it's all it's not good down there it's not good yeah
0: just turn into a stanky sweaty amazonian bush yeah up in north america nobody wants that nobody don't bring the amazon to north america people
1: no keep it in the south all right uh deb what's up adam what's up loretta good to have you guys here some of the people some of these people are, are NBA folks, but some are, you know, football only. They've been waiting patiently for a TCP football since the Super Bowl, Casey.
0: Yeah, it's been a minute. Actually, we've had one more since then on the draft. Yeah, we, we did, did a the draft way. live stream. The combine,
1: yeah. And the draft. Yeah, that's true. We yeah, yeah we did
0: we did a little something, something. We've done
1: things and stuff. A
0: little, just a little taste, but we're getting back into the full meal portion of the season. So we do have a new person here. Uh, people have just been joining in. So we have Daps with us for the first time. You guys probably already know me and John, if you've been on, on the triple cross channel, at least so Daps, why don't you let the people know what you're about, man. Give us just a little bit more of your backstory for people who just jumped on.
2: Yeah. 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 Thank you, Casey. Uh, so my name is uh, Matt. They call me Daps. I own a company called Dap Sports out of Los Angeles, California. And What we do is we run live streams pretty much 24-7, selling sports cards and memorabilia. So signed basketball, football jerseys, helmets. uh, A lot of of cool rookie cards are being chased right now from your Kenny Pickett and your Brock Purdy, the most recent uh, draft class, to you you can still chase Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, 2018. Patty Mahomes, 2017 draft class. 2020 is highly coveted as well. I mean, you have four major quarterbacks um in that draft class you have Herbert you have Tua you have Jalen Hurts and you have Burrow so uh I would stick to quarterbacks if you're new when it comes to sports cards but rookie cards are the most valuable and then what they do is uh they number the card so for example they might print a particular Justin Herbert rookie card and there's only 10 prints in the whole world so they call that a numbered card Number one of 10, two of yeah. 10, three of 10, all the way to 10. Are they
1: more valuable if they're like lower? Like The lower the
2: number, the okay. more valuable they are. So it's all about scarcity, okay. right? So yeah. the the lowest number can be one of one. Yeah. So also known as super fractal. Well, like,
1: so if it's numbered to 10, though, is one more valuable, one of 10 more valuable
2: than five of 10? So right. the they, they have uh, something called bookend, right? So bookend okay. is one of 10 or 10 of 10, Yeah. right? So those tend to be a little bit more valuable. And then they have something called a jersey match. So like... Justin Herbert, for example, is number ten. So his the ten out of ten is more valuable because yeah. it's his jersey matching. Oh, number, interesting, right? Okay. So th- and also that can only happen in certain, mm. you know,
1: things. I'm learning. See, I've been here like four or five times, uh, like collabing with you guys. I mean, this I these, there's a, a lot of nuances. There's little this. things yeah, you learn. For yeah, sure, still. for sure. Yeah, uh, Ty Henry wants to just say Tua with. I wasn't gonna yell because I, i'm a mic and that would hurt everybody's ears but he said Tua!
0: <laughs> fins up let's go
1: yeah um and apparently there's some conversation going on about a bonsai tree don't know why
0: you know You're i think they were on that me. last night too i don't know what You're it was out, i missed me. it last night on our stream but yeah that, that's the uh andrew adam uh rivalries rivalry. raging on in the chat perpetually raging on uh if you don't know those guys you'll get to know them quick They're They chat a lot. So
1: Ty does have an actual football question. Where's Dalvin cook going? He said, Hey, from Tennessee, he, he yelled to a, probably I'm guessing he's a dolphins fan and he's hoping Dalvin cook will go with the dolphins. Are we getting into that? Or are we just doing here's yeah. the actual off season moves?
0: No speculation. No, we'll do that. We can do that a little bit if right? we kind of stumble upon it organically. And if the chat asked about it. Um, all right. One more question to Daps before we get into like the structure of what we have for today mm-hmm. Depps, what's your favorite team what team are you partial to i mean i'm i kind of wear my my uh logo loud and proud so i make it really obvious to everybody in the handle and everything uh what team do you rock mostly or are you just kind of a fan of the league
2: no my grandfather was a, a scout for the new york jets grown up so i've been a jets fan it wasn't really a choice it's an extremely you, different... you're
1: you're new york teams through and through right you're yeah, jets Yankees. Knicks,
2: jets mets Knicks. islanders were of the four teams i grew up watching you next guy for sure that's tough yeah, well actually the, at 35 the years life- old
1: there was a you had a great childhood and then there was carmelo and now no there was this year they got to the second round
2: so you went to the knicks but really like if you really listen to all four of those teams it's the same story across the board oh really but, yeah. so i've never seen a champion yes. i've yeah. never seen a championship Not the yankees though the yankees are my team oh you're a mets fan Ooh, okay yeah yeah, so, that's a tough life. Yeah. You have no a tough cha- I have life. not seen a championship from any of my four major sports. Yeah,
1: I'm so I'm a Jazz, Vikings, Mariners. So I feel no your championship pain. for you. I feel I feel your pain. No championship yeah. for me either. Yeah, this is the only one with a ring.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. You got yeah.
1: how many you, you're like Clay over there just
0: yeah. <laughs> well, well gotta, I mean the Niners
2: it. and the Cowboys in the 90s is like yeah, you know. Um, most, don't forget people.
1: the Broncos. Broncos, don't forget the Broncos, yeah
2: packers sure well the jets lost to the broncos in the afc championship when parcells coached them against the broncos so we were like you know one game away from it well history lesson yeah yeah so it went Bar- parcells coached the drew bledsoe um championship team that lost to Favre, mm. and then he leaves the patriots and he comes to the jets and then nice. he takes the jets to the afc championship i think two years maybe one year but they were decent for a couple of years and i'm talking about like trash teams we had like vinny testaverdi as our quarterback on the back on the back when end when was the last career. time you
1: guys had a quarterback on the jets never never just this year we had brett Favre. at the that's true
2: his hit. like that was actually you guys get fun... the you
1: guys get the packers throwaways <laughs> yeah
2: <list. laughs> yeah and like that was actually fun um <laughs> but besides that it's been a nightmare i mean we the rex ryan years were my favorite i would say like
1: mm. you like stuff too or...
0: yeah i like you guys foot had stuff rough. Yeah, you had, Joe, you had Joe. Namath. Yeah, that's that's a quarterback you've had. Yeah, but like
2: I don't. I had Mark Sanchez. For, well, I don't get to really yeah. claim oh, Joe Fumbler. Namath. Like <laughs> I, I, I'm born 20 years after Joe Namath wins. You know, a championship maybe more. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool to like think about that, but it, you know that I never got to experience that. I went into like I think Neil O'Donnell was the the quarterback like in '95. Right, yeah. and then Testaverde, and then Chad Pennington, and then yeah, you know, it's just yeah, it's gross. By the way, th- this is like historic Jets mishap: is the Jets passed on Dan Marino to draft Ken O'Brien, like, and that just Great sets move. the next thirty years up, right? For like,
1: see, so that's that's the kind of front office moves that you expect from like the Knicks as well. Is that just all New York teams like front offices? No, no, I bummer. mean the
2: Yankees are like well, the, yeah, the, the Yankees are good. Of right. like all no, the ones you like correct yeah they just but also when you grow up in new york where i'm from you don't even like you go to middle school or high school and you're not fighting other states yeah it's like half the kids Mets, are wearing men's hats half the kids are wearing Yankees hats and you don't care about any other team in the league right it's just talking smack between you know
1: between the two of you yeah
2: that's all it is so we're kind of spoiled in that way where we have multiple teams in one state
1: all right before we get into it casey we have a poll in the chat before i reveal the results of it I want to ask you guys. Got to pick a division. You got a 50 50 shot. Who's going to win the Super Bowl this year? AFC, NFC, Casey?
0: Uh, which conference is going to win? Yep. Oh, man. You know, I'm, I'm ride or die. I'll go, I'll go <laughs> Homer with it. I mean, cause it's so early. You can't uh, not. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm NFC until you make me not be until I yeah. see something like in the season that, that says otherwise. So, yeah, I know Mahomes, Burrow, Allen. I get it. But NFC is perpetually underrated. They do win Super Bowls, even with those guys over in the AFC. So this is as good a year as any. And I they mean, Brock the, Purdy, baby. Stay healthy run this year. they game
1: their way to it. Yeah. AFC, NFC, what do you think?
2: To, to win the championship? Yeah, win the Super Bowl. AFC, for sure.
1: What do you guys, what's your prediction of what the chat said? Or what the, the poll AFC.
0: is? AFC. AFC by a mile.
1: You are That's incorrect. Crazy. 58% NFC. 42 percent AFC. That poll is ended now.
0: Okay.
2: 58. Right.
1: 40, it was actually 58 41. So figure that out.
2: I don't. I mean, one percent of people you are holmes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and Aaron Rodgers in the AFC. Yeah. And Herbert. Yeah. But you got Brock Purdy in and the Burrow. NFC.
1: Got Brock Purdy and CMC. Like that's I, that's Casey's as justification. I, as, I, as I think
2: about it more, I'm like, there's no way the NFC is winning. And I like oh. Jalen Hurts too. Ooh.
1: It's see. all about the run game in the NFC you know
0: yeah sure. Sure. <laughs> really sure, sure. i sure. mean really is it's good defense too good defense yeah you can't just defense, outrun every team you play speed, for forever
1: speed and speed and d is what casey's all about that,
0: that's what i that's what i like to see out there speed good, uh, in ball, every ball sport handling, that's and all defense. he cares about speed and d that's it that's it okay guys what do you say we get into the actual meat and potatoes here
1: um but, yes we can but first god wants to know how your day's been going
0: oh so, man wow
1: <laughs> what okay. a who how did, one how did you get that youtube name you must have been on youtube forever uh to get that
0: also the cat
2: picture when the cat paired picture. with god god
1: <laughs> cat god kitty god yeah. wants to know how your days i'm my day's going pretty good it took a minute to set this up but you know it's pretty now.
0: solid yeah yeah thanks this, for asking this show, god this show is a long time coming and uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna preface the whole thing we do here by saying i came up with this list of 50 off-season moves at like three in the morning. So there's bound to be some big ones that I just outright missed on here. And I definitely put in some littler ones just to fill it out too. So we don't have to talk about every single move at all. I'm going to go to a division and then just read kind of the moves I, I accumulated for this. Then we can kind of talk about all of them, who we like in the division based off their off season, who we think will win the division, uh, so on and so forth through all the divisions of football. What do you guys say, huh? Let's do it. Ready. All right. Let's start off in the, AFC West. AFC West, I have key acquisitions to teams. Uh, Raiders signed QB Jimmy Garoppolo, who is, by the way, out until at least training camp, which is late July, early August. Raiders also drafted Edge Tyree Wilson at number seven overall. He's from Texas Tech. The Broncos signed Edge Frank Clark, as well as offensive tackle Mike McGlinchey. The Chargers signed linebacker Eric Kendricks. The Chargers uh, draft Quentin Johnson, number 21 overall. He's a receiver from TCU. And the Chiefs draft Edge, oh boy, Felix and Anudike Uzoma from Kansas State. You you white guy
1: your name right through that. You're way right through that name. Good job.
0: And he was the number 31 selection overall in the draft this year. So, guys, what of those moves stand out to you? Who do you like from this division? Who do you think wins the division? Uh, Daps, you first.
2: Uh, I've always thought Jimmy G is trash. Mm. Um, okay. I don't, I didn't like him for you guys. I, I, what really stood out was, uh, when you guys played, I think it was the Cowboys, um, mm-hmm. not this past, uh, playoffs, but, but before Jimmy G beat the Cowboys. And my buddy's a huge Cowboys fan. So I'm like, how'd you let Jimmy G beat you? Right. <laughs> but you know, watching him on the Niners, you guys have always had such an incredible um, defense paired with Shanahan, who's just like one of the greatest offensive minds. It's like this is not the guy. This is not the guy because arguably, if you had a, a half decent quarterback the last five years, you guys have a championship. And you just unfortunately injuries plus Jimmy G um, equal no championship for the Niners, right? So, I I think the Raiders. That's just a move. You lose Car to the Saints, and you got to sign somebody. And it's a it's he's a he's a good looking guy, and obviously the Raiders just moved to Las Vegas, so he he fits Las Vegas. He fits that you know kind of like the model quarterback look, right? right? <laughs> yeah. I think it's more of like a PR play than it is an actual like oh we think we're the Raiders are going to do well this year. <laughs> um, then you have I mean listen, elephant in the room, Mahomes. No one's beating Mahomes. Like we're not anywhere near anybody significantly challenging Mahomes. Um, And I want to go back to the Super Bowl. They lost to Brady. You know, first off, I can't believe that wasn't a game. So disappointing. It's just a football fan, right? Like, it just wasn't a game. And I don't know what happened. I know that uh, Andy Reid's son was in that accident, like, or drunk driving thing, like, the night before, which I thought was super suspect. Like, how the heck did that happen? That had to have affected how he coached that game Mm -hmm. and a number of the, the, you know, personnel. But I don't know if their offensive line was hurt, how that worked. Um, but Mahomes, no one's close. I think Herbert's second, and now you got Russ. And I, I'm I'm of the opinion that Russ had a down year. He's gonna come back. I'm not saying he's gonna be a Pro Bowler, but if he was, are you surprised? I don't think so. So I think it's Mahomes' game to lose every year without injuries to the Chiefs. I think uh, I think that it's the Chiefs' division for the next you know couple of years.
1: Yeah, not much to add, uh, other than I disagree on Jimmy G, but, uh, I do think that, you know, we were, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm cool on the AFC West this year simply because they disappointed me so badly last year. Right. I remember, and this is, this was already a pretty hot take. I get it. Uh, but I think I chose three or four teams from the AFC West to go to the playoffs, which is like insane. I get it, but, but they were just re- incredibly disappointing as a division, um, I do think that Jimmy Garoppolo is a better quarterback than the lead singer of Green Day, uh, Derek Carr, but and and I think it's like a good situation for him. Um, he's good with weapons, right? Like he's led the Niners to when? good seasons. Every every year he's been with the Niners, he's led the Niners to good seasons with weapons. But right? Like, like, like he can make decisions fine. He's not great. He's not going to do anything that like shocks you or does anything like incredible, but He's gonna make good decisions, get the ball to in the hands of people who are doing good things. Somehow, Derek Carr like couldn't even do that. Yeah, but Derek, um, so could Derek be a Carr thing. threw I don't for
2: know. way more touchdowns than Jimmy G did, and also if Derek Carr had Kyle Shanahan, like I think if you, flip it could those... be a scheme
1: thing. It could be a scheme thing. We'll see that. So my my hypothesis is that Jimmy G is better with weapons than Derek Carr, and. Maybe Derek Carr is like better at making something out of nothing. I don't know. I actually don't know what Derek Carr is good at. Uh, I'm not fully convinced. He's one of the best 30 quarterbacks in the league, but uh, Jimmy G I think is better than with weapons, but it it certainly could be a scheme thing. Thoughts? I think,
0: I think Daps, I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head, at least from a Niners fan perspective. Uh, Jimmy G has always been that guy where it's like, you know, he's good enough. Right. And never really enough to get us over the mountaintop. And but he's a good placeholder. That's I don't, what it is. And,
1: I, I don't and, think they're going to win a championship or anything like that. I just think they're going to do probably better than last year.
0: I think to John's point, he's like he's upper half of the game managers in the game right now. I would say he's pretty good. He's pretty efficient. And I think the major fault I have with Carr would be he plays hero ball. Like he does make bigger plays without a doubt. He has a bigger arm for sure, but he makes a lot more mistakes in my opinion. And he, digs himself into a hole that he has to get himself out of. And if he makes a big play, he does look like a hero, but if he doesn't, that's kind of the Derek Carr. We know is he's looks great or looks terrible. That's my opinion at least. And I mean, I think Jimmy G would is probably going to throw for fewer touchdowns, but don't you think also that like Josh Jacobs is going to see an increase in touchdowns based off of having a guy like Jimmy G run the offense. Yeah. If assuming he's healthy, I guess Depends- so.
1: that, that's, I guess my assumption is that we'll see more Josh Jacobs touches. We'll see more uh, Devonte Adams. Like, just good passes to him. They don't need to be like great passes. Right. And we'll just, he'll get the ball in the hands of the people who are more skilled uh, while we're here in AFC West though. Do you want to address this? Casey, what are your thoughts? I mean, you just said yeah, yeah. that you don't think you think Russ still has good seasons in him.
2: Yeah. I think the Raiders finished last in that division. I think Jimmy G stinks. I don't think he's a, top, <laughs> I, I don't think he's a top 20 quarterback. Like he might be 25. I think Derek Carr is better than him. Um, I think that in a dome, Derek Carr – I mean, I guess Las Vegas is a dome too, but he's going to be fine uh, in the same scheme. He's got some weapons over there with Kamara and the younger receivers. Um, and if if Jimmy G doesn't have better stats with Devontae Adams than Derek Carr in New Orleans, I think that will answer our debate right now. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that Raiders, by the way, last year – I don't know the specific stat, but I think they lost like six or seven games by less than a touchdown and when i and that just saying like that you lose by less than a touchdown that many times that could have changed their 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 record with a couple plays like they had a lot of unfortunate luck and um i guess it was time to move on from car but there was a couple seasons where i thought Carr was incredible and i've never thought that of jimmy g in his whole career and listen he came up under brady he goes to the niners if it's I really feel bad for Kyle Shanahan above everybody else because first off that Super Bowl that he he lost to to the Patriots the Falcons should have won that one right like they lose that right. and then he gets the job in San Fran and he just never had a quarterback then they finally d- draft Lance breaks his ankle and then they get Purdy who looks pretty solid doesn't lose a game and they don't even get to you know really see his value in the playoffs so yeah. it was unfortunate, but AFC West. I'm going Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, um, Broncos, Raiders, and also like I said, Russ has a ton of weapons. Russ has a ton of receivers. Um, I really think he can turn it around. We'll see. There's a lot of guys, by the way, who go to a new system, go to a new city, and they stink year one, and then you know they get their you know ground underneath them and their feet. Uh, you know, and and we'll see, we'll see. I, I still believe in Russ. I think he's got a couple more years left in the tank. So, even if the, the Broncos finished second, um, because they got they did get Sean Payton, is that correct?
0: Yeah, they did. Yep. That's yeah. So, good. like,
2: I could see Sean Payton out coaching, uh, that that guy on the Chargers, by the way, that coach is an idiot. He's he should be fired. <laughs> he has made some like uh, Staley. Way, yeah. He, I've that the way he coached that Jaguars game they lost. Um, and, and the, the, I don't know if you guys remember, they played, I went to the game. It was, it was chargers versus Raiders in Las Vegas. And it was, it was almost a tie. I don't know if you remember this, but if they tied, they both got in. And if the mm-hmm. chargers won, they both got in and Staley's decision making, like lost them the game. And right. I, I'm like. Why does this guy still have a job? You have Justin Herbert. You have Eckler. You have Keenan Allen. You have Mike Williams. I mean, this team is stacked with weapons, like arguably some of the best weapons in the league, plus Herbert's arm, and you can't win a playoff game it's um, or even get into the playoffs. So I could see Sean Payton coming in and out-coaching some of these dudes and coming in second. So like Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, and, and that shouldn't happen. The Chargers should
0: be two based on their, their personnel, but we'll see. Yep. So real quick, I'll just uh, tie some loose ends here. The Broncos were the only other team I wanted to really speak to in this division because uh, I'm just trying to keep it to what what acquisitions really happened over the offseason. And I think that the uh, the pair of Frank Clark on the edge and uh, tackle offensive tackle Mike McGlinchey are two kind of under-the-radar signings that are pretty big. Mike McGlinchey, I'll be the first to say, not an elite blocker in the NFL, but he's a great run blocker. He really is. He's truly like a top 10 offensive tackle when it comes to run blocking, probably even higher than that. A little bit of a liability in pass protection, but I think Sean Payton's a good enough coach. He knows how to use a guy like that. So I actually agree with your Broncos tank. I think, or your Broncos take, I think Russ is bound for a a move in the right direction with Sean Payton at the helm. uh, I think that they've got quite a bit of talent on that team and that's just what it takes to to win in the league. Uh, I think you said it was Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders. Am I right? Or did you have my my initial,
2: my initial was Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. But I I was saying, I wouldn't be surprised if it went Chiefs, Broncos, and you flip the Chargers and the Broncos. Um, I think also there was some crazy stat I read last year that said, I think it was 16 points, but correct me if I'm wrong. It was, if the Broncos scored 16 points a game, they would have been like eight and two or eight and three through 11 games. Like they couldn't score any points. And there's just no way. It's like it's only up from here with Russ after his season last year. That's how bad it was. So
0: I agree with you. I'm back in. Double dip. Go back in for some more pain after last season because I was on that train then. That's going to do it for the AFC West. Let's move to the AFC North now. So the North, here's the list of transactions that I have. Uh, I think this includes the only re signing just because it was in all the headlines for the entire offseason. So let's start with the Ravens re-signing Lamar Jackson to a five-year deal, resetting the market pretty much. Uh, mm-hmm. The Ravens also signed Odell Beckham Jr. to a one-year deal, and they drafted wide receiver Zay Flowers at number 22 overall, so double-dipping on receivers for Lamar Jackson. The Steelers draft offensive ta- tackle Broderick Jones at number 14 overall. The Bengals signed an offensive tackle of their own, Orlando Brown Jr., and the Browns sign edge rusher Zadarius Smith. Now, do any of those moves jump out at you, and who do you like in this division? Back to you, Daps. So,
2: I think Jordan Love stinks. I'm not sold on him. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually pretty bullish on uh, Justin Fields. I think that some of the the stat lines he put up last year were unbelievable. I think that, Chicago's coaching last year. Nagy's an idiot. I don't know if he was, I think he started the season and they fired him in the middle of the season. Yeah. He didn't finish out the season. It's Eberfish now. He's a moron. Um, I'm glad he's out of there. He should have been fired years ago, in my opinion. And uh, if, if when you, what I think personally, some of these coaches, they try to put some of these younger guys in these boxes. Right. And like Justin Fields can be a generational talent. I think he he had, like, games where he rushed for 100 yards, right? And when you have a guy like that, that's why I love the McDaniels and I love the Kyle Shanahans because they create these schemes and these plays that are built around their players, right? And they use them, like Debo Samuel, for example. Like, he's just a, a beast. And he's a receiver, but he's running the ball five to ten times a game. And not only is he running it, but he's running it for, like, 10, 15 yards per carry. So – with Fields, I love his potential. Um, I've also – I've seen like the Kirk Cousins hatred over the last five to ten years or since he's been in the league. I'm not a Kirk Cousins hater. I think he definitely let down Minnesota last year uh, with his playoff performance. But, listen, he's got he's got Justin Jefferson. He's got weapons over there. Uh, Rodgers is out of the division now. So I'd have to – I love the coach uh, on the Lions, by the way, Campbell. He's a beast. Um They have a lot of heart. I don't think golf is good. So for me, um, I like uh, I like Justin Fields as the quarterback to kind of emerge as the the guy in that division. Uh, Does that translate to them being the best team? I don't know. I could see Minnesota um, stacking that division again at the top. And then maybe the Bears coming in second with mm, I don't know. I, I don't know about the Lions, dude. Uh, the packers the, that organization i kind of roll my eyes at not picking a skill player over the last 10 years or whatever the stat is um for rodgers like, like what are you doing you know what i mean and they're always like one or two wins away from getting to the super bowl or the, and it's like that one pick that had you made that the, the correct pick in the draft and you had that skill player now listen they had devonte adams and they had aaron jones the last you know five years which is like a top five or top 10 running back and receiver but why would you not want another threat on offense their their defense was always good it was never elite maybe maybe one of the last five years their 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 green bay's defense was elite but i don't like the how green bay and that front office handled uh Rogers. i think they kind of squandered at least one championship one more they should have won um, so I think I like the Bears and I like Minnesota. I would probably go Minnesota a little ha- would have the edge over the Bears just because Fields hasn't really done anything yet.
1: So, real quick, uh, <clears throat> what do you think of the AFC? North? <laughs> <laughs> nice! <laughs>
2: wow! well guys! So that, was the, North. that was the NFC. North. <laughs> that was the NFC North. No, I mean, hey, great take! Right out of NFC North. Yeah. Yeah. skipped the NFC. North I, I, I didn't again. want to now. interrupt. But, yeah, uh, what, what you, now we'll go into the AFC North, guys. <laughs> um, AFC North, Burrow, Elite, I think he's the guy to beat there. But you've got all these problems. He's like
1: playoff Jimmy to me. Like, he shows up in big moments.
2: And also, he's doing it way earlier than than Jimmy, too. Like,
1: Well, yeah, they, they kind of needed it at the end of the season last year. But, like – I mean, he was there then, and then even in the in the playoffs, it was like, these guys are another he's team. He's just
2: – Burrow's like a winner, you know? Yeah. He's just a winner. He's a gamer. Yeah, he's a gamer. he's a gamer. And I think that it's kind of his division to lose. The Steelers, who are the the kind of – um, like the staple of that division for so long with Ro- Roethlisberger and Tomlin. Yeah. I just don't know about Pickett yet. Uh, if he picks it up, maybe. Uh, but again, you have Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson in that division now. And – that could turn into potentially one of the best divisions in football again. So
0: yeah, it's healthy... The, yeah, the Ravens are, are yeah. probably the main team most people so would say are vying. I have
1: yeah, I have really two questions for you, Casey. Is uh one, what are your thoughts on Pickett? I know a lot of people like Steelers fans are pretty hot on him. And two, uh, is the jury still out on whether Lamar Jackson can like throw? Cause he's got the weapons now, right?
0: yeah, uh so to pick it, I think Pickett's a fine quarterback. I think you know when we're talking about guys like Jimmy G Derek Carr, he's I think in that caliber at least really? already you think probably. he's more of a game.
1: Oh, do you think he's more of a game manager? Or do you think he's more of a playmaker?
0: Well, I just mean in the the where he fits probably in the QB rankings in that kind of okay. twenty to 25 ratio like nobody's ecstatic to have that guy. But I would say with him at least he's young, he can still develop yeah. and get better while Jimmy G and Derek Carr, whoever you prefer out of those two guys, Neither one of those guys are like the the savior of any franchise. Let's be real. You know, yep. that, that's my opinion, at least. Uh, so I think the Steelers, the main thing is like Pickens just continuing to develop. I think he's going to be a huge weapon for Pickett and they're going to continue to vibe out. Najee Harris is going to do his thing. And I think the Steelers are going to be good. But I do think it probably comes down to the Ravens and Bengals. Everything you said about the Bengals. Times two for me, Joe Burrow, incredible. The receiving core there, T. Higgins and, and Jamar Chase. And they still have Boyd, I think, too. You know, they, they are just stacked everywhere, This can be. Uh, so it's going to come down to them and the Ravens. And exactly, John, is Lamar that guy or not? Is the jury yeah. still out? I'd say right now it is not as far as the NFL is concerned, since he landed his five-year mm-hmm. deal. Not even having an agent, mind you. But yeah, right. he does have the weapons now. So my question is what happens if he doesn't meet expectations? What do we yep. think about this deal literally next offseason? Well, and, and yeah. how possible is that?
1: And 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 uh, I mean, I'll, I'll only add kind of one thing here. One, two things I guess. One, hats off to Lamar. I mean, not a lot of us have ever negotiated 180 Hey, his mom helped in 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 business. So hats off No no agent. That's that's really impressive. Yeah. Mom helped. Uh, but hats off to the mom too, I guess. Hopefully she got her agent fee. Hopefully she got her 10%, you know. I think she's getting
0: more than 10%. Let's be real. Mom's getting Um, hers.
1: So yeah, yeah. Hats off to Lamar. Congrats on the deal. I do think he he has more or less earned a payday up to this point. Um, especially considering the, re- the best weapon the Ravens have put around him is a, is a freaking tight end. And I'm not bashing tight ends. It's just there's very few teams in the NFL where it's like, yeah, the legitimate best weapon is a tight end, and those are like elite tight ends, right? Mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think let's see. Th- to me, what is the expectation? Because I-, I know NBA better than NFL. With what the Ravens have just done, if this were an NBA team, we'd be saying it's a ring or it's a failure. Right. Like that's what the organization would be saying with what we just assembled, with what we just paid this guy. If we don't win a ring, it's a failure. And the we have this big barrier in the way, even in their division of the Bengals. Uh, what they've assembled is good, but is it enough to get by the Bengals? Personally, I would still go Bengals on this, but we'll see.
0: Uh, all right, boys, let's uh, wrap up this division real quick. One more time around the horn. Who wins this division? Gun to your head. I'll say the Bengals. 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 OK, we're in agreement then. Okay, moving on from the AFC North to the AFC South now. The major transactions I have here over the offseason. Okay, that's AFC South. Okay.
1: A is an apple. Okay.
0: He's, all right. Yeah, so this can be a South. quick one. Here's how it went. It could be for sure. Uh, Texans draft QB CJ Stroud from Ohio State at number two overall to be their new quarterback. They also drafted. Edge, Will Anderson from Alabama at number three overall. So back-to-back picks in the top three. Pretty key for the Texans there. The Colts draft their QB of the future. Anthony Richardson from Florida at number four overall. A lot of high picks in this division. Uh, they did really good last year. Uh, Titans draft offensive tackle Peter Skaronski <laughs> from Northwestern at number eleven. Jaguars draft their own offensive tackle Anton Harrison from Oklahoma at twenty-seven overall. Those were that was the best move I could find from the Jaguars. Chat, let me know if I miss somebody, guys. Which one? Of, which of these moves speaks to you? And who do you think takes this division? And is it wide open?
2: I think the Jags are the clear cut. Uh, favorite to win a division. I think that there's way too much uncertainty with rookie quarterbacks in the NFL. So not to say that Richardson or uh, Stroud it's, it's Stroud, right. Who went to the, yeah, um, who went the to Texans. Texans, Texans yep. So not to say that either of them can't be great and can't be good quickly too. I mean, the division isn't that strong. So I'm sure one of them can look, you know, like a good athlete, good quarterback early, but what I saw from T law, like he's a gamer too. He's a baller. What he did against the chargers was impressive. Right. So he, he was down. He came back. That's a big win. That's a big moment in a, in a young player's career. Right. So that really kind of showed me like, wow, Trevor Lawrence is for real. This isn't a joke. Uh, He's got a, a good amount of weapons with ETN and all his, his receiving core young, a lot of guys um, who he can throw the ball to. So, I'd love to see what these kids can do um, on the Texans and the Colts, Richardson and Stroud. We'll see. I don't think the Texans really have those those weapons. It'd be one thing if, you know, DeHop was still on the Texans and this kid comes in and he's got this top five receiver. But he doesn't. And I don't think the Colts have enough pieces. I like that. Uh, that. Is it Pierce? Uh, the The receiver? Mm-hmm. Strong, Allie young Pierce. receiver. Yeah, but again, weird, weird front office moves and direction over the last couple years for the Colts I don't think they're in sync and when you see kind of signs of that I don't that doesn't lead me to believe there's going to be elite play on the field so I'm going
0: Jags above everybody else in that division I'm mostly in agreement with you. The only other team I'd just point out at all, I'll go with the Texans just because I'm a a Shanahan disciple guy. So having D'Amico Ryans come over there, I think that's a massive get for their organization for him to bring that culture over and be the head coach there. We're seeing success across the league with Shanahan disciples taking over. I mean, people forget even like Sean McVay technically is a Shanahan disciple. So there's a bunch of them in the league taking their own teams, uh, you know, to the playoffs nowadays. So uh, maybe it's not a this year thing, but having those number two, number three number two, number three picks. Uh, yeah, I mean, those are going to pay off in the next couple of years. So i say hey, this is going to be the Jags and the Texans for the next few years to come. And I'd also agree that the Jags are probably the main one this year. John, what do you got?
1: Um, you know, if you look at the date, March 6, 1983, you'll see that it is not, in fact, yesterday. Uh, it's Mike McDaniel's birthday. He wasn't born yesterday. And, uh, yeah, he's he's going to win the division, I think. Uh, also a Shanahan disciple, right? Am I wrong?
0: Yeah. Or well, not, or, yeah. Wrong division, yeah. but yes. He's yeah, Shanahan but disciple. will be in the AFC East. Correcto. Yeah. Es correcto. Okay. Well, at least I'm not the only one. Yeah, I'm laughing right. right. Now I feel Is good. It- <laughs> feel hey, better this, we're all here is this we're shaking off the comments yes is that's dolphin I'm, I'm
1: mixing up my florida teams is what's going on mm-hmm. um yeah like, no yeah. i mean i I more or less think jaguars as well uh i like seeing rookie qbs it's fun it's fun to see if they break out and we got the number two and what number four pick right in this division so, so two gonna, three
0: and four pick yeah
1: yeah uh for qbs was the three pick a qb as well
0: no nah, he was the the right. best defensive player yeah,
1: so number two pick and the number four pick were both QBs in this division. If any young QB is going to break out, maybe they have as good of a chance as any, right? So, uh, But generally, I just feel like it's not that exciting of a, di- of a division anyway. But yeah, if I'm going to pick a team. It's going to be the Jaguars.
0: Since you mentioned it, they do have Will Levis, too. He got picked somewhere. It was not first round. That was like the Will famous guy. You mean Levi's? He was, yeah, he was the guy sitting around. The Levi
1: Strauss Empire.
0: That's... Not accurate, yes, yes but uh percent accurate. Dumb fact he was though. <laughs> he was the first pick of the second round, so he uh he had to be the guy who sat around on draft day, just like waiting for the call that never came. So he's yeah. uh he's buried on that depth chart though, behind Tannehill of all people. So if you can't beat Tannehill to the job, Tannehill. I don't think you're gonna be the guy. All right, that's the AFC South. Uh I think we all said the Jags are gonna win it. Moving on to the AFC East because we've got to pick up the pace here. I know you want to talk about this one, Daps. So I'll run through these real quick. I got a few of the Jets ones for you. So the Jets acquire, of course, a new quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. They sign a couple of his favorite targets in Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, a pair of wide receivers. They also draft Edge Will McDonald, the fourth from Iowa State, with the 15th overall pick. So adding some some value there on the defensive line to go with an already stacked defense. Uh, The Dolphins acquire Jalen Ramsey, uh, Pro Bowl cornerback as well as hiring new defensive coordinator Vic Fangio, who's been in the league about 80 years or so, it seems like. Uh, The Bills draft tight end Dalton Kincaid from Utah, shout out to John, at uh, number 25 overall. And the Patriots draft uh, cornerback Christian Gonzalez from Oregon at number 17 overall. That was a mouthful. Guys, which ones do you like? Just start talking about the Jets
2: yeah, I mean, listen, I, I I don't think it's close. Like obviously, the Jets have the the greatest upgraded and of all offseason moves, it's like, who cares about the rest when you're talking about Aaron Rodgers and then the rest of the off moves. Um, I don't think anybody's really going to bring up what the Bills, the Patriots or the Dolphins did. Jalen Ramsey, don't get me wrong. Amazing. But also kind of on the back end of his career, maybe he's got one or two elite years left. Uh, Xavier Howard, I think, is still on that team. I, I listen. I love McDaniel and what his potential. I hate that he's in uh, our division on the you know other side of the aisle. Um, I think Mac Jones stinks. I don't think he's good. I think that Bill Belichick can always keep you in the game and win a game against anybody in the league still. But going from Brady to Mac Jones is like going from an A plus to like a C or a D. You know, like it's just such a drop off. And now listen, Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers in the same division. That's just cool. I'm definitely going to Monday Night Football. Uh, to watch that game to start the season like you're just hoping that that's a high-powered offense now listen Rodgers has Garrett Wilson but I'm by the way as a Jets fan last year I'm watching the Jets and it's tough to watch Jet games by the way you don't even know who the quarterback is right Zach Wilson stinks Joe Flacco's in Mike White comes in has an amazing game and everyone's like oh he's the greatest quarterback ever he stinks so I'm watching Garrett Wilson. I'm thinking, wow, this dude is like an elite receiver, and he looks like an elite receiver with no quarterback. So now you bring in Aaron Rodgers, and I'll say it right now, I believe Garrett Wilson can be a top five wide receiver because of Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, if Aaron Rodgers – remember, we're talking about a guy who won – correct me if I'm wrong – two of the last three MVPs, right? Is that correct? did yeah back to back maybe here and rogers won two. like this is everyone can talk about how old he is but it's like this dude won two of the last three MVPs. how old is he right and now he potentially has you have Garrett wilson you have Brees hall who looked like an absolute beast before he he got hurt beast hall right beast hall you have lazard and cobb so he's already comfortable with those guys you still have corey davis who was a monster on the titans and also by the way this is arguably the best quarterback that corey davis has ever played with so He's got insane weapons, in my opinion. I think Garrett Wilson is like young Devontae Adams, young Justin Jefferson, so to speak, right? That's what Rodgers is going to make him look like. So I'm super excited. He, he's already played in the cold in Green Bay. Very similar situation in New York, so it's not going to feel uncomfortable for him. Listen, we've got a tough schedule. We're playing Josh Allen twice. We're playing Mahomes. We're playing Herbert. Uh, but I don't think that it's you know even a debate which team made the best moves in this division now that doesn't necessarily mean the jets are going to win the division like i said still got to beat the bills the bills are still the the team to beat but josh allen goes on these runs where he looks unstoppable and then towards the end of the season he like falls apart i don't know maybe i shouldn't say that he had that <laughs> he had that incredible game against mahomes and you know if they flip the coin and he gets it they could be in the super bowl so uh, some things didn't go Josh Allen's way, but it's not going Josh Allen's way when Aaron Rodgers comes to town, and he's in. You got to play him
0: twice. I'm not even going to disagree with you, honestly. Anybody who listened last year to our football coverage, they know I'm way on board the Brees Hall train, especially. And the Jets did make amazing moves, I think, over the off season. I think they're the most improved team by a mile here. Uh, I'll save my answer to who I think will win the division till we wrap back around one more time. But I have one more question <laughs> for, just one question for you before I kick it over to John. Daps, if you had the chance, would you swap your head coach for Mike McDaniel? Would you swap Robert Sala for Mike McDaniel? (sighs) You brought it up. That's why I I had to ask the question.
2: So uh, my first instinct is yes, I would. But having Aaron Rodgers makes me say, okay, offense is taken care of. I'll keep Robert Sala for the defensive end. Right? That's kind of where I'm at. So like – okay. If I, I if I didn't, it. if I didn't have Rogers, I would say, yeah, give me McDaniel, but because I, like I just that. think I he like can it. scheme offensively better. And, and also I personally think it's more fun to watch your team when they're like scoring, you know, mm-hmm. like the jets are, they were winning games last year, but they weren't scoring. I think they were eight and two or eight and three at one point, And then they missed the playoffs. Like, it's just—it's not a team
0: that you you want to watch. It's just okay. So this is pretty much like how Tom Brady became the de facto OC of Tampa Bay when he went there. I I like it. It makes sense to me. I like you making a making it make sense for your head coach. Uh, I like backing him up, John. What do you got for <laughs> gotta, this division?
1: Got to you got to build the narrative that you have, right? If you if you feel like you're a contender, um, not a lot. You know, I think uh, the if I were to drew, we know you're I,
0: Mike McDaniel fan.
1: Yeah, he wasn't born yesterday, Casey um he's turned 40 this year also i learned so much about mike mcdaniel mcdaniel also what was with that whole statement and he's like sometimes tall things are short and the ceiling is high like, I what
2: love do you another better? what are you talking another, about are you talking i don't about? What know what he's about? saying but i love him I don't know that's another
0: talking. shanahan disciple thing shanahan got asked the question like do you anticipate whoever it was is going to be on the roster in a month he goes i can't even guarantee we'll all be alive in a month you know and you're like well okay <laughs> <laughs> like i guess that's fair but like curve you said on. nothing yeah. No, no. Uh, so
1: if I were to paint like a crazy narrative wherein uh the Dolphins win the division, it would look something like uh Josh Allen gets the Madden curse. Uh the Jets are the Jets and they just manage to do Jets things and fall apart and the Dolphins and Tua actually is good. Like we we still don't really know. It's like he Looked good, but then he had these. When you started you know, that statement,
2: I thought this is crazy, and then when you broke it down, I'm like, I'm Yeah. Not I mean, crazy. the Ma- the Madden
1: curse is a little. It's a little out there. It doesn't happen to everybody, but it does happen. It it's almost not, happens to everybody. It's not not a thing.
2: It almost happens to everybody.
1: Um. It's kind of so a thing. that that's what that narrative looks like. If anything, I think maybe maybe the Dolphins might be the most steady team, especially if they acquire Dalton Cook, um, because. I mean, they've they've just had to get by with like backup quarterbacks and and stuff like that. So it's like Tyreek is incredible. Dalvin Cook's incredible. If Tua is even okay, they could be really good. And you have Mike McDaniel. So, yeah, I don't think if I had to bet, right, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on them to win and win the vision. I would bet on the Bills. But, you know, if I have to make a crazy narrative, that's what it is.
2: Yeah. I just, I think no injuries to in, in, you know, a perfect world where no injuries happen to any teams. I don't think that, I think the Dolphins are three. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I,
0: I'll ahead, uh, I some. wanted to say water. I'll just represent the other side of the equation. John's got the Dolphins. Daps, you got the Jets. I'll say the Bills. I think that's probably m- maybe where the betting odds are right now. Maybe it's the Jets be, now. I'm not, not too well, sure. Well, I could,
1: I could check. I did put into our, into a poll. Okay. And, uh, if I ended it now, it would be heavy. Heavily bills, seventy-one yeah. percent bills. Just so, I'm sure our a little- YouTube audience reflects the betting odds in Vegas.
0: Just to make a little case for the Bills too, you know, Dalvin Cook could easily wind up in Buffalo as well. He was that was those were two of my uh, three destinations for him. If you read the okay, daily yeah. triple, uh, yep. subscribe to that newsletter down below in the description, by the way. Uh, all right, guys, let's move on to the next division. We got to speed it up here. NFC East. Here are the moves: Eagles draft defensive tackle Jalen Carter from Georgia at number nine overall. Cowboys acquire wide receiver Brandon Cooks. Giants acquire tight end Darren Waller. Commanders hire OC Eric Bieniemy. Commanders draft cornerback Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State at number 16 overall. I'm going to start this one off and say I think the two biggest moves here uh, one would be the Giants acquiring tight end Darren Waller. That's another one of those offenses that just never got an elite target other than a guy out of the backfield, which is kind of not fair for the quarterback. That's not really a guy who can be your number one target. Saquon Barkley Uh, defenses can swarm into the backfield too easily. So having Darren Waller there in the middle of the field is going to relieve a lot of pressure off of Saquon. and It's probably going to make that kind of ragtag bunch of wide receivers. They have there look a little bit better and they've actually looked okay over the past few years anyway, with Daniel Jones at the helm. So is this a make or break year for them? I think they actually bought themselves some slack last year. So, uh, Giants still trending up, great move for them, and I'm not even a Giants guy. The other one I like here, Commanders hire OC Eric Bieniemy. This is kind of a make or break thing for him because this is the guy who's been looked over time and time again for a head coaching job because he's been with the Chiefs and Andy Reid for so long. Everybody knows that Andy Reid is the maestro of that offense. Eric Bieniemy just benefited from being the OC and kind of rode the coattails, right? That's kind of the narrative. So we get to see Eric Bieniemy here take over a garbage fire of a team. If he can turn the Commanders' offense around. He's going to get a head coach job next year, probably. So it's put up or shut up time for him. But I think it's tough being given that that roster right now. So Dap- it's, it's tough sledding.
1: Daps, I'm going to ask you to do something that I just know Casey can, cannot do. He's incapable physically of doing it. Make the case for them boys. <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh I'm I'm not a I'm not a Cowboys hater. <laughs> Ken. Um
1: Casey so is a Cowboys hater I, I can I don't think I he hates many teams, but, but there's like,
2: a lot of Cowboys. I mean I would say majority of the country hates the Cowboys. You know, if well, there's
1: you already brought up the Niners
0: Cowboys rivalry. I mean that's yeah
2: if there's so
1: one team that everybody hates, it's
2: I, I was always a Jets fan but I really did idolize Emmett Smith and Mike Irvin growing up too like those teams were obviously you know winning mm-hmm. and Deion Sanders and you know primetime and prime right. played for the Niners and the Cowboys but um, I, I think that because of those years I did like the Cowboys and didn't hate them now I hate Cowboys fans like yeah, you yeah. just want them they're to real bummer that unites all up, us all right yeah. yeah but at the same time I'm not a Dak hater I always liked Zeke I think Mike McDaniel's an idiot um I like the Brandon Cook signing. He's on the back. He, he, Brandon Cook's always like is making plays. He's a playmaker. He's, they've got CD. Tony Pollard's a beast. So if they can be healthy, um, I think they look good. I, I think the biggest move though is that the Eagles trading up to, to get that, that pick. I was like, wow. Like they have such a good defense already. And they just picked this kid who was arguably, by the way, supposed to go one overall mm-hmm. before he got in that accident. Um, and, they, and he slipped to 9 or 10 to the Eagles. So that's by far the biggest move. I don't think the Cowboys um, have the Eagles number after what happened last year. But it, listen, if the Cowboys won the division, would I be shocked? Absolutely not. The Cowboys have enough weapons. They have an elite running back. They have an elite receiver. They have a great complementary uh, receiver. Great defense. They have a great defense. They have one of the best cornerbacks. They have arguably the best edge rusher. Um they have uh, a great tight end, so you know Dak is. Dak is. I can't believe he hasn't put it together because there's times where I watch Dak and I'm like, wow, he's he's a playmaker. And then so, there's other times where I'm like, what's going on? And then you add my, you know, you add, uh, you add, uh Did I say McDaniel mm-hmm. before? You did. I, well, I, didn't, I didn't want
1: to stop you because you're on the road. What is the coach's Real. name of? But, uh, so so McCarthy. Excuse me. Yeah. McCarthy. So, yeah.
2: So, that was McCarthy funny. is an idiot. And sorry, I said everybody agrees guys. with that too. Yeah. 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 McCarthy's an idiot. And the some of the things he made he the plays he calls and like, you know, when he doesn't take a timeout or like these crucial moments where it's just like bonehead plays. Um, I just don't get it. And you went from Jason Garrett, who is who was the same thing for 10 years, and he shouldn't sure. have had the job for that long. So listen, if the
0: Cowboys win the division, though, I'm not surprised. I think it's the Eagles, though, to take. Just one. So thing, think- real quick, the reminder: uh, Jalen Carter got drafted at the defensive tackle spot for the Eagles, uh, probably because they had to let go of Javon Hargrave in free agency, with the Niners scooped up. So that they're just filling a hole; they're not just purely adding to what they already had. Just, to, just because. So they lost there.
2: the guy to the Niners.
0: Yeah, and then they they use that that draft pick to replace him, just like the Niners did not too long ago with DeForest Buckner, using a uh, drafting right. Kinlaw with that pick they got from him. Sorry, John.
1: So. So you think Eagles, stack, stack the division for me. Eagles, then?
0: It's Eagles, Cowboys, Giants. Commanders. Yeah. Casey, what do you think? I mean, I'll stay true to form here and go Eagles, Giants, Cowboys, Commanders.
1: You can't put the Commanders in front of the Cowboys? The,
0: the Giants are a decent squad. I mean, I think the Giants, that's, that's fairly fair, you know. The Eagles uh, are going to win the division.
1: I think I'm with you, Daps. I think Eagles, Cowboys, Giants commanders
2: i think the giants overachieved last year i'm not saying they can't do it you know hats off to the kind of
1: like dan jones but you know
2: hats off to the coach over dan jones um,
0: <laughs> but if, if listen, Saquon, if, if saquon sits out it's all over there's Yeah, no yeah
1: it's
2: like
0: there's, yeah. there's just there's they don't have enough there. The, the new york
1: saquon parkley yeah. yeah what is um, your
0: hesitation in in re-signing him i don't understand there's stupid yeah. but that's the, that's the giants i guess
1: all right let's move yeah, to the right. nfc south what do we got
0: NFC South, guys, here are the main moves. We have a lot of Panthers action. Panthers draft uh, quarterback Bryce Young from Alabama at number one overall. They had their pick. They got their guy. They paired him with new head coach Frank Reich, who is known for developing young quarterbacks. Kind of a hit and miss reputation. They also a an aging a veteran receiver, Adam Thielen, to go along with that offense. Uh, we already touched on Saints signing Derek Carr. That's in this division. Falcons draft. Running back Bijan John Robinson uh, from Texas at number eight overall. And the Buccaneers signed Baker Mayfield, who might find himself in a position battle with Kyle Trask. Hot take. We don't know for sure. Yeah. Which one of these uh, moves speaks to you most? John, you want I to start this, one?
2: I think after you just read that, Casey, I think this is the worst division in football. Yeah. And it's I don't think it's close. I, there's
1: something about – all of the moves you just said. Wait, what about
0: Derek Carr though? I thought you were something Derek about
1: all of, of that, none of those exciting. Well,
2: me. I think I think Derek Carr might look like the best quarterback in that division, making him <laughs> you know, making him look way better, number one. And number two, uh maybe the the Panthers drafting drafting Young, maybe that's the move. Maybe the Panthers are the, it could be. the team that maybe it could he's be. the standout because of circumstance and because of this division being so atrocious is just I, I hate all of these teams right now. I, I also think that, such a powerful division for so long. Yeah. Right. Like the Panthers yeah. have been in the Super Bowl. The, the Falcons Saints, were good Falcons, for so Bucks, long. Yeah. The, the, Saints. the
0: Saints were good for so long. The Bucks get Brady. So, yeah. Yeah. Sad to see it happen, but yeah, it happens. Anyway, I, I, I you know, maybe it's just my take on Derek Carr, but I think he's so volatile. Basically, he could easily be the worst starting quarterback in this division too. Like there's not yeah. not a reality where Baker Mayfield has an okay season. At least better than Derek Carr might have at a new yeah. spot too. Another Baker Mayfield manager. not for nothing. I'm no Baker fan, but he came into LA at the end of last season and Baker Mayfield played really well for the Rams, you know, on what was it? Like 16 hours notice. That was pretty good. Bryce Young could come into the scene and just be the guy. You never know. And uh who do the Falcons have? Desmond Ritter starting. I always liked Ritter a little bit. He's one of those guys that can move. That offense is built to run. He can certainly do it from the QB position. So I mean, this this is the division to me that's wide open. Somebody's going to play good and they'll be they'll be like the Giants of last year, where you know, just something had to happen. And and one of these teams will will be a decent playoff team, probably. I don't know who it is though. We'll all yeah. wait till we wrap back around. John, what do you think?
1: uh i have little to nothing to say about this division that's how unexcited i am um although i am like i am excited to see what bryce young does that's about all i have to say here um i will break really quick to say daps we appreciate you being here i know you have to jump to to something else you're a little bit late already appreciate you giving us the time this was a blast and
2: i you know i I hope we can uh all chat we'll get you back every other week or so when i'm when
1: i'm here so yeah Thanks so much, Daps.
2: guys. Thanks
0: for joining, Daps. All right,
1: I got I got us on the background. Look at that. Oh, Thanks, John. Look smooth at smooth transitions.
0: Look at you, cowboy. Love it. You want the,
1: you want the thick? Oh, I was. Gonna I did one. it.
0: You know I did. You know I wanted that thicky thick. Yeah. All right.
1: He, okay. you like it. You do like it thick, yeah.
0: All right, John. Just you and me then. Who wins this division? Last thing here. In NFC uh, we're in the
1: NFC South still, right? I, I yep. guess who cares? Pan- uh, Panthers,
0: Saints, Falcons, Bucks. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Panthers. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I like it. I'll take a I'll take a flyer on Bryce Young being really good.
0: You're you're an Adam Thielen fan too. That that, that works.
1: I mean, I like the Vikings. I don't <laughs> think he's like I think he's a good like possessional receiver, but he's not gonna make a difference, you know. He's not like yeah. a difference maker
0: guy. I think I'm gonna go with the Falcons. I think my take on the Panthers yeah. is similar to the Texans, where I actually think that Bryce Young could be a really good NFL. Quarterback, and I think Frank Reich is kind of destined to remain a head coach. He's been kind of on the the bubble of the head coaching uh cycle, but I think this is a decent squad. It's just probably not their year quite yet. Probably going to be a sophomore breakout for Bryce Young, not a rookie breakout. I'll go with the Falcons because they got John Robinson. Love that guy. He can tote the rock 40 times a game if you need him to. He's going to be at his best immediately in the NFL because he's a running back. They don't take any time to develop. Run him till the wheels fall off. And Desmond Ritter. He is a sophomore, actually, in the league, so maybe he will break out. I think Mm -hmm. he's the guy who flies under the radar, so let's see what happens. Moving on now to the NFC North. John, he already got the
1: rundown on the NFC North.
0: (laughs) We really did. Well, yeah, from DAPS, which is great. He had to go, so he was just thinking ahead of time. (laughs) The only division he's really going to miss is my favorite division, which is great because there's only you to talk crap about my team. Uh, Uh But let's stick to the NFC North for a second. John, your division here. Here are the moves that I have as the major moves this offseason. The Bears acquire wide receiver DJ Moore. Bears draft offensive tackle Darnell Wright Wright at number 10 overall. Vikings sign defensive end Marcus Davenport. Vikings draft wide receiver Jordan Addison from USC at number 22 overall. Lions sign safety CJ Gardner-Johnson. Lions sign corner Cameron Sutton. Lions draft running back Jameer Gibbs at number 12 overall from Alabama. And the Packers draft linebacker Lucas Van Ness from Iowa at number 13 overall. That's a mouthful. Those are the moves. John, what do you think? Who you got? What do you like in here?
1: Uh, I mean, so I think no Homer, uh, the Vikings are kind of the best team in the division, uh, by default, but, but kind of similar to the same way they were last year where it's like, yeah, it was a little bit of a soft title. the NFC North, um, though last year it was just cause Rodgers and the Packers kind of had a bad year, uh, the yeah it'll be interesting to see how justin fields develops he seems to have a very like uh he has like a very lamar jackson type situation where it's like not a lot of weapons and he's a big-time runner um you never know what happens with those guys right is he a vince young cam newton type is he someone who will develop into yeah like more of a kyler murray russell wilson i don't know um but he's got to have weapons in order in order for it to happen so uh yeah i i mean I will say this about the Vikings that uh, the, the wide receiver pickup at uh, number at pick 22, Jordan Addison. Um, obviously Vikings picked him up, went and looked at his highlights. He looks good. Looks good. Looks like he can plug in, especially with Adam Thielen gone. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Again, yeah. honestly, as much as it's like, Oh, this is the vision I'm a fan of. Uh, I'm certainly more removed from the NFL, not as invested. And, it's kind of an unexciting division as well. Like whoever comes out of this, this division, I don't see them going deep, you know?
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, I like the pickups from your team. I think Marcus Davenport's a big one too. Uh, yeah. He's a really solid defensive edge rusher. Yeah. Uh, he's one of those more like physical guys, like less skilled. I not want to say less skilled. That's like...
1: like- he's a big, strong dude. Big strong. Yeah, he's
0: team. he's yep. an athletic freak, uh, that kind of type, and those guys are always fun to watch. You know, right uh, when they do make a play, it's it's crazy looking. It's like good hand fighting is not necessarily the most fun thing to watch. I, yeah,
1: I I mean I think it's like you know Daps was kind of saying like Kirk let us down and the you know Kirk let the Vikings down in the in the playoffs. I'm like I think Kirk did exactly what Vikings fans more or less I expected agree. him to do. You know, I don't think any I of agree. us thought the like we were, it was like we were all wishful thinking, but you know nobody's surprised that they choke big time in the playoffs that's just the Vikings that's being a Vikings fan that's yeah That's how you live that's how you live your life
0: I'll go hot take you here I'll actually say the Packers are going to finish in the cellar here uh, mm. and I'll leave your Vikings alone I think the Packers you know get you think the A-Rod. Vikings win the
1: division sorry go ahead you uh, want I'll, to talk about the Packers
0: yeah yeah I'll go ahead and say the Vikings win the division I think they're they're probably yeah. it, that, that's not too controversial to say but the two teams in the middle are what I'll, I'll touch on the most here you did mention the Bears and Justin Fields I agree he can't be as effective as he should be without weapons but I think they went Out and got him a real number one receiver here from Carolina, Mm -hmm. DJ Moore. They paid up to get him. They're going to use him. It's good to see them, you know, use some trade, some draft capital to go up and get a guy like uh, DJ Moore. Uh, They acquired him from the Panthers. Like I said, knowing that they used that draft capital to get him means they're going to give him the ball. They're going to force him the ball a little bit. He's going to be their number one receiver. I think that forcing Darnell Mooney down into the number two spot. And don't forget last season towards the end of the year, they did pick up uh chase Claypool as well. Who's kind of always been a developmental, another athletic freak kind of guy. He excels at like jet sweep and stuff, but he's just a massive body. So that those guys moving down the depth chart, one slot might all of a sudden make them like better than adequate uh, as like the respective two and three of an offense, as opposed to the one and two of an offense. Um, and they're, they're finally rid of uh, Allen Robinson too. So they, they kind of yeah. have it all cleared up. And the Lions, I think this is another team on the come up in the division. They're really, really shaping up this defensive back end with Gardner Johnson and Cameron Sutton being added. That's going to make this defense great. They already play hard-nosed football, led by Dan Campbell, a hard-nosed guy. And they draft the second overall running back from the draft, Jameer Gibbs, who a lot of people had higher than uh, Bijan Robinson. So just like my Robinson take, I think they're going to run Gibbs into the ground. That's the style of football they want to play in Detroit. So they are going to do that more than likely. And with a solid defense and with kind of the momentum swinging in their favor the last couple of years, I think this might be the Lions year to finally make the second. Yeah, I think they'll be second, but I'll call them as a playoff team. That's, that's what I'll do. And Bears, right in the mix.
1: Have you ever seen? This is a little aside, but we're we're an hour in. We're in the deep end at this point. So, That's it. Uh, what what have you ever seen? The uh, I don't mean to be like this guy, you know, the douchey guy. Uh, I won state in the 800 meter in high school. Oh track. man! Have you ever seen the video ah. of it when I got not when I won, but I, I got second one year? And there's <laughs> like my stepdad was taking the video, and like it was very clear I wasn't gonna win, and I was getting caught, and he's like, "Come on, get second. Get second. Which is like Ooh. the weirdest cheer ever. Uh, come on. That's the Lions. That's the Lions right now. Get second. Come on.
0: Uh, they could sneak up there, man, but the Vikings are a good squad, so it's gonna be tough to take it from them.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, look, uh, let's move on to the yeah. to the NFC West. They, and I feel like the <sighs> NFC North is not that exciting. I know you have a lot to say about the mm-hmm. NFC West, so So let's, so let's dive, dive into today. it.
0: Yeah. Uh here are the key acquisitions in the NFC West. Mm-hmm. The 49ers sign defensive tackle, Javon Hargrave. Seahawks drafted cornerback Devon Witherspoon at number five overall. Seahawks also draft J- uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba at number 20 overall. Two first round draft picks. Cardinals draft Paris Johnson Jr. at number six overall. I forgot to put his uh position in, but I he's uh maybe you can check that for me. Paris Johnson Jr. Just confirm Mm. his position for me, John, for the Cardinals. Um, And the Rams draft Edge Byron Young at pick number 77 overall. That was literally the biggest uh, acquisition I could find for the Rams. Maybe somebody in the chat has a better one for me. But I think they are finally hitting that salary cap hell that we've been alluding to for the last few years. They didn't make that many big moves this offseason. That was a third-round pick I had to put in here, an Edge player. But they like him. Offensive. Offensive tackle. That's what I thought, but I didn't want to make a fool out of myself. So I I don't know if you noticed, but I I added quite a few offensive tackles to this list because there were a lot drafted in the top 15. I want to say maybe like six or seven offensive tackles drafted in the top 15 in this year's draft. So I don't know. I don't know what that says about the league. But, John, which of these moves speak to you? Yeah, exactly. And which of these speak to you, if any, and which teams do you like out of this division? Uh,
1: The Seahawks are the most interesting team to me out of this division and I didn't say best. I didn't say highest potential. I didn't say anything other than they're simply interesting. Um, they had some high draft picks and cause what did they got? They got, uh, Smith Smith, Nick, Nick Myth, n- uh, yeah, big Smith and that guy. Yes. Smith and Yeah. Uh, and they got Devin Witherspoon. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I, they're, they're interesting to me. It's, I, I would love to, I'm interested to see, you know, like what, yeah. What, what happens? What happens there? What do we, what, what, what's going on in Seattle? Uh, And I don't know. Uh, I mean, look, I, yeah, I'm not like that crazy about any of these moves. If, if, if any moves speak to me, it's, it's the draft picks that Seattle made. Obviously, if you're the Niners, you're just fine tuning at this point. Um, I mean, they did have to pick up a quarterback, right? Did you put that in there? Uh,
0: oh, line. no, I didn't. But uh, Sam Darnold goes to the Niners. Yep. Yeah.
1: Sam Darnold to the Niners. They had to pick up a quarterback because they won't have a healthy one at the beginning of the season. Um, and which is interesting. Uh, I think somebody, I think Romy in the chat earlier said, uh, are they going to, you know, in, in in training camp, are they going to give their kicker some snaps? Safe request for the 49ers to give their kicker some snaps in case they need them for QB in the postseason. Oh. Uh, yeah. They're somehow the deepest and not deepest team in the league at the quarterback position. It's <laughs> I like, know, it's exactly if it's possible mean. to be both, they are both. Uh, so I guess that's like really the storyline from that division that I'm watching. Uh, the Rams were really disappointing last year. So I do actually kind of have the Rams pegged to be like less, like like to overachieve according to everyone's expectations this year. I, I actually kind of think that. Everyone's kind of like, oh, you let me because everyone had very high expectations of them last year, having made it to the Super Bowl the year before. Uh, They underachieved big time, and now everyone's like, oh, the Rams are out, the Niners are in. Um, I do think we might see the Rams, you know, at least in second in the division. Um, I think a healthy Brock Purdy or Trey Lance, either uh, paired with Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, um, and all the other weapons the Niners have, that's the team to beat. In this division, but I could see just because I'm like Cardinals, it just, yeah, I, you know, the Cardinals will be the Cardinals and probably lose close to half their games and finish in third or something like that. And if the Rams have a decent season win 75% of their games, which I think they're capable of, and probably everybody's down on them right now. uh, I could see them taking second in the division.
0: So for me, this the reason I brought up Javon Hargrave earlier to Daps when he was talking about Phillies, because he was under the impression they added a top 10 NFL draft pick to their defensive line without any other changes, and that's not the case. They tried to replace a a pro bowler, Javon Hargrave, with a rookie, which I think makes their defensive line worse this season compared to last. The Niners are a different story altogether. They have the reigning... Defensive Player of the Year and Nick Bosa on that line. They have Eric Armstead, who's been a mainstay on that line for the last seven, eight years, and uh, they they also have a uh, guy who was the guy we drafted last year. It Doesn't matter. Speed rusher there. Javon Hargrave is going to plug in, and he's going to be probably the second best guy on that line immediately. They actually did get net better on defense. They lost nobody all that important. Uh, they did lose like their third string or their their third best linebacker. Basically, that's kind of their biggest loss on the defensive side of the ball so they're gonna get even better really the biggest loss they had was their defensive coordinator so we have a new guy who uh he actually took over for the panthers as head coach last year after their whole head coaching debacle happened but i think the niners are the team to beat like you said i agree the seahawks are super interesting i'm never going to call them more interesting than my niners but they are super interesting jackson smith and jigba at number 20 overall added to that receiver room tyler lockett and DK Metcalf, I would agree with people who say that's one of the stronger uh, trios in the league. Yeah. I think the the thing that I wonder about is how much they're going to throw the ball. So how how much better can you really get at your passing game unless you increase volume? And it doesn't seem like they even want to. So I guess it's more of like, is the run game going to be able to show up in the same way? I, th- these moves, a corner and a receiver in the first round, don't speak to the run game at all. So. Yeah.
1: I mean, they, they speak to classic Pete Carroll stuff, right? Like, just make defense better. Uh, they, it's like, uh, I, I think Geno Smith might have caught some people sleeping last year. Some teams sleeping. Yeah. Uh. Highest so completion we'll percentage like, in the league last year. Right. So we'll see when when teams are a little bit more ready for like, oh, Geno Smith doesn't completely suck. You know, like, is it? Are we are we able to complete passes? Um, Kenny Walker three. That's the other person in, in Seattle that I'm like very interested in seeing the the development of. I think he could be like a, an elite back. So
0: yeah, it'll be really um, solid. That's why I say
1: they're interesting. I don't necessarily them. think they're they're going to be that great. I don't even know that I think they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, but they they're like the most random like wild card team in the division.
0: Yeah, and not for nothing, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't say. Uh, you know, I do keep up with the Niners more than any team. And it is trending that Brock Birdie will be ready for the beginning of the season. Whether uh, or not they choose to actually start him then if if the timeline holds up, that's a different story. They might wait. What
1: on Trey Lance? Like what? Do you Trey know Lance that? is
0: healthy. Trey Lance is healthy.
1: Oh, he is. Okay, so yeah. Trey Lance could start.
0: So there is a chance they even go Brock could play, but let's see Trey for a couple of weeks just to make sure Brock's fine, like really in top condition and kind of getting game like snaps in practice. Not what do him. you think?
1: What do you think about that? Like, what if Trey plays really well? Then we just have quarterback confusion. Yeah,
0: I almost think there's not a level high enough that Trey Lance could play to unseat Purdy as the 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 number one when 100 healthy. It would have to be. I mean, he it would have to be undefeated it would have to be stuff that's not even up to Lance necessarily. They'd have to not mm. lose a game the same way they did with Purdy. And that's not even a fair comparison because Purdy did have the benefit of taking over a team that was already had some momentum going. They weren't unstoppable quite yet, right. but they were halfway through the season. Purdy comes in, he's kind of the final piece. You get CMC too. Like that, a lot of things fell in his favor, but still, they should have lost games with the rookie quarterback and they just didn't. And Trey mm-hmm. Lance has never looked as good in actual games as Brock Purdy looked in every single game. He uh-huh. played, besides the game where he left in the first quarter in Philadelphia yeah uh, and honestly I don't even care if it's Trey Lance I'm not in the like trade trade camp but I also see a world where Sam Darnold takes over the number two job in training camp because he is Jeez, more you're like
1: low on Trey then
0: well no it's just that what you look for in a number two specifically I think they're going to carry all three what I, I changed in- my
1: mind I think the most interesting thing throughout this season uh, is obviously going to be the Niners, but not because, uh, not because of the Niners themselves, but because I will get to watch your reactions in live time. Because I think there's a very, there's definitely a world where, like, Trey, Trey could set Trey the does, world on fire. He could. Trey starts and then, and then Casey's confused about who he is. He has to go on sabbatical. He has if to go out to decide if Trey who Lance... He thinks his quarterback should be and, like, just yeah. really do some soul searching. All,
0: all I can really think about it like this is if if you were ever gonna flop to the land side from where i am he would have to start multiple games It'd have to be probably a minimum right. of four probably more like six games they would probably have to be undefeated maybe one loss maybe two losses if it was you know uh, like literally you could point the finger at somebody else besides trey and say it definitely wasn't yeah. trey's fault uh but i just see that as not super likely based on what we've seen from him and the reason i say he's probably not the best to be the number two is not about talent it's because what you look for in a number two is not to be a project guy who could come in and you got to change the whole offense around to plug him in. Who's it's a guy who can come in one. run the same offense yeah. and have similar like play style. That is Sam Darnold. When it comes to Brock Purdy, they're similar. Sam Darnold might have better arm talent and he has if, experience in the league. He could actually be the best. He could Sam Darnold could show out on the Niners. I think yeah. even higher likelihood than Trey Lance.
1: Could. Best case scenario for the Niners. Trey Lance starts the season, maybe plays four games plays well well not like we're still like well enough that it's like we're still clear that it's Brock Purdy's job uh but not poorly and then he becomes a a very valuable trade chip. that's like best case scenario for the Niners, Niners I
0: wouldn't want him to trade him anyway like I said I think you put him at third on the depth chart probably if Sam Darnold does what I expect him to do But you need that third piece on the depth chart when you're the Niners, because if it comes down to it, if Brock Purdy were to fall by, you know, week seven, and then if Sam Darnold does what I think he does and he falls by the beginning of the playoffs. I mean, yeah, of course, at that point, I'm going to say, let's go, Trey, you know, Uh, Mm -hmm. whatever they decide to do. I'm I'm not
1: saying they trade him this season. I'm saying he becomes a valuable trade piece if he if he starts four games, doesn't take very many snaps for the rest of the season. And it's like this guy was already, what was he, the third overall draft pick or fourth overall draft pick? Third, and, he, third. and he still hasn't even gotten a look, but every look he's gotten has been has been good. Uh, then I, yeah, then I think he becomes a very valuable draft piece that you could get like some really good, or not draft piece, trade piece that you could get some great draft capital for, or you could get like another piece, you know, another piece to the juggernaut puzzle that is the Niners. So um, you want a hot
0: take here? One last hot take. Okay. Trey Lance becomes Taysom Hill.
1: Oh yeah, that yeah that could make sense. Yeah, the kind signing of, of Darnold, kind of a wildcat is, quarterback. is the only yeah. thing
0: that could make that possible. You have to have security at the position to even play any games like that, especially yeah. when you're the Niners. But I think why not? You know, I mean, if if Lance gets hurt, playing another position, you can still yeah. sign other quarterbacks to add to the back of the depth chart if they look yep. at it the way I do. But if they really look at him as the number two, then I wouldn't do that. So that's my take. Yeah, yeah, kind we- of a
1: wildcat and and potentially even a receiver on some downs type of thing. I could see that. I'll go um,
0: in this division. I'm going to go Niners, Seahawks. Wow, and then does doesn't matter between Cardinals and Rams. I think they're both. Uh, I don't. I, I, I differ from you on. I'm the Rams. go
1: Niners, Rams, Seahawks, Cards.
0: Wow, you're real high on the Rams. Okay, all right. I'm not, but we'll see what happens. It's early. I'm not like high, high, know.
1: high, high on them. I'm just trying to be a little bit. I mean, hey, I, I, I think I think they're high potential. I think they're not as bad as they played last year for
0: sure. Um, They're supposed to be back, you know. Stafford's supposed to be healthier. We will see. I don't know, man. I'm Cooper Cup's incredible. A He's
1: a Cooper Cup's an incredible player. Like Sean McVay is a good coach. Like I, you know, I. The, Aaron Donald. Not that of course. It's so. not that inconceivable that they
0: should be pretty good, right? They could be great. They could even be great. But I think mm-hmm. the Niners take it hands down. So. Yeah. All right, so, John. Best o- off season overall. Who do you have?
1: Best off season overall, Jets hands down.
0: Ooh, I like that pick. I like that pick. Oh, oh, wait, um, wait, wait,
1: wait, wait. No, no. Jets or Ravens? Ravens had a great offseason as well. I think re-signing, well, I, I think people are on the fence about it, but every Ravens fan I hear is very happy about the re-signing of Lamar Jackson. Uh, so I'll trust them, And I think yep. putting receivers around him, also a really great move. So who do you think?
0: Yeah, I'll go with the Broncos. I'm a glutton for punishment. Oh, okay. I'll go back on the Broncos train. Uh, you know, we, we were high on the Russ going to Denver thing last year. That didn't work out. This year, they did things to shore up the de- the defensive and offensive lines with Frank Clark and Mike McGlinchey. Those would be two quality starters, if not like potential stars, uh, on that team. And the biggest move of all, Sean Payton is their new head coach. One of the top oh, yeah, that's, head a off-season.
1: The that's a good off season. That's a good off season. That that move specifically, I was thinking more player focused yeah um but yeah uh booms and breaks thank you for the love love these podcasts um we are doing dap sports gift cards giveaways so every 25 likes on the video uh casey side note i did not know this what do we do if we don't hit 25
0: uh we still do a giveaway we just do it for uh, 10 usually
1: yep so we are doing a uh daps gift card giveaway at the end of the show uh so make sure to get the likes up on the video um and we'll do that. Are we just gonna do it here? We're gonna to go
0: to our private. Uh, we'll head over to playback. So there's a link in the description. Uh, you can jump over, meet us on playback. We'll start heading over there now. I got a couple more questions for us, John. So okay. you can start heading over there, logging in, creating the, an account if you don't already have an account on playback. That's where we'll do our prize drawings or our prize yep. giveaways. Uh, the sh- giveaway the app
1: show app. is on over there, so you can watch yep. over
0: there as well. Yep, you can watch this stream yep. over on playback as well. So, John, Lewis also
1: said, "I, I want to, I want to represent the chat here." He also says Geno Smith is underrated. I think Geno Smith is rated. Like, mm. I don't, I don't know if that I would call him overrated because I'm like, he definitely deserves all the praise that he got from last season. I don't know that I can call him underrated yet, but he, he's just he's rated. Jury's out. The-
0: Sure the exactly. reign, yeah, the range, yeah, the range of opinions is too vast to like nail yeah. him down. What people even think about him? Some people say he's underrated because they like him a lot, and some people say he's overrated because they don't like him much. But like, there's no like, you can't Nobody's take down, down his identity. Yeah, I, I think he, I, I agree with your take. He's, I think he was underrated last season for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. And his for stock sure. has risen yep. up to like the appropriate spot. And I think there's a chance that there's some regression there. But I think he more than likely just kind of remains pretty efficient. Maybe not the most efficient in the league at passing but pretty efficient and they're a pretty good team. Yeah. Like last year.
1: Yeah. We shall see. All right. Casey, All right, John.
0: You- yeah. Last two questions here and we can hit them at the same time if you want, or you can separate it, your pick dealer's choice here. Um, or you can kick it back to me if you need some time to think about it, but I want one favorite from you this year. One team favorite, like one uh, team that's supposed to be good that you do think will be especially good. And one dark horse team, that's not supposed to be phenomenal, but you think might outperform expectations
1: team that is supposed to be good and i think will be good side note uh before we even get into that we had a poll of who will win the nfc west Hmm. you have a guess it um i
0: think it's either the niners or people trolled me and it's the seahawks
1: they trolled you and it is the seahawks 47 percent 28 percent niners and then the
0: rest are other people i know i
1: know if it makes you feel better the cardinals are zero percent uh i mean yeah not surprising (laughs) makes you feel a little better um a team that's supposed to be good and will be good is the Ravens. I think uh mm. <clears throat> Lamar Jackson is incredibly interesting because I cannot think of an archetype of a single quarterback who has had like really great success who is like primarily a runner other than like if you squint Michael Vick. Uh mm-hmm. I think he made one Super Bowl, right? Um But like, usually they wash, right? Usually you get Vince Young or Cam Newton situations where it's like really good for a short period of time. They wash Lamar Jackson has stood up better than those guys already. I think, um, I don't think he'll be a great thrower, but I think he'll be a good enough thrower that his run game will now become, it'll bring another dimension to the, to his run game. So it's like, they already have these called run plays where it's a, it's like a QB run option um and now i think he'll actually kind of be able to run out of a drop back as well run out of a scramble and that'll bring a whole other dimension they're always going to have to have somebody spying him if not more than one person spying him They're always going to have to be containing even when they're trying to rush and put pressure it's hard to put pressure on him because he's hard to tackle uh so yeah i think adding weapons is is huge for lamar and and if nothing else i like obj because it's like throw it up downfield and see if that guy can go get it right that he's always a threat that way so uh yeah ravens they are supposed to be good they will be good will it be enough to beat the eagles mm, i don't know but uh i think they'll be good
0: yeah uh, i like eagles, your pick. The,
1: the Bengals. right bangles
0: yeah no, yeah right. bangles uh yeah. i like your pick and i do agree they'll be good and my pick is in that same division it is actually the bangles i think yeah. they're supposed to be good and uh, i'll say they'll be even better than the ravens i guess you were on that train too earlier yeah, in the episode, yeah i kind of if great.
1: i got a bet i'm gonna say bangles but i uh, yeah
0: Yeah, lots of stuff going on for them. They still, of course, have Joe Burrow, you know, probably a top five talent in the NFL at this point in his career and still trending upwards. So the sky's the limit for him. The receiving core is as good as it it gets. They still have a lot of the key pieces that they need. Their main weakness over the last couple of years has been their offensive line. But they went out, signed a big offensive tackle in Orlando Brand Jr., Orlando Brown Jr., that is, and I think that's going to be – he's going to be able to at least protect Joe Burrow on one side so Burrow can roll out to a direction or know that he's got his blind side covered a little bit better. That's going to do a lot for Burrow's just like general health and well-being and his mindset, Mm -hmm. and he's going to look even better this year than he has. I'm calling for another career year from Burrow. They're going to win this division. They're supposed to be good. They will be good. That's my answer there, and I'll let you have a moment more to think about – which team you think isn't supposed yeah, to be it. good i got my dark horse but you go ahead oh you do oh go ahead go ahead then you take the dark horse
1: um first so so uh i i think mine's kind of like a logical dark horse it's kind of a boring pick uh it's the panthers strength of division is Maybe. bad right so like you look at the vikings last year what it was like 10 and three or what you know it wasn't 10 and three but it was like what they lose like four or five games not that many games right uh a lot of it was just strength of schedule wasn't great i mean they, they beat the bills but uh other, other than that strength of sh- schedule wasn't that great i think that we see something similar with the panthers their division is going to be poor so right there you've got like potentially six wins right there in the division um if they can you know scrounge up another three four wins then we're talking about a, a close to a 10 win team um uh, and potentially a playoff team. So yeah, I think yeah. the Panthers, and then, then you have this number one overall pick, right? Uh, so yeah, there's a world where, you know, I think it's like kind of a logical, kind of a, not that hot take to say like no, Panthers are funny. the, are the most likely dark horse, you know, that's also, right. I guess, street. I guess the question is what, what are the jets? Do people, ex- are they expected to be good or are they, they, expected? Are. they are? Yeah, they, they are. are. All
0: right. They would not qualify as a dark horse anymore once they landed Aaron Rodgers. Um, I like your pick again, John. It seems like I'm following you around the league because I'm coming out of this division too. A different (laughs) answer though. Uh, The team I actually completely guessed to win this division uh, for a lot of the same reasons as you, the Falcons. Uh, Just to recap, because I didn't, I only talked about the acquisitions as we went through them. So I'll touch a little bit more on the rest of the team here. People forget Kyle Pitts. He was highly regarded as the best tight end prospect since Gronk, since Kelsey, And he should be. It takes tight ends longer than other positions to develop in the NFL. There's a lot going on at the tight end position. And we kind of disrespect it as like, you know, especially like casual fans. I think they're just like bigger, slower guys. And they kind of just sit in the middle of the field or maybe just like push another guy around a little bit. It's because there's there's... not
1: very many of them that are truly elite.
0: It's incredibly technical. It might be the most technical position on offense, because yeah. you have to know how to be a part of the line. You have to be a part of the receiving core. You have to be a part of the run game. You got to do everything. And the footwork for such a big guy is tough. And the ones who can do it really well can can be truly game-breaking. Uh, and on top of all of that, Kyle Pitts is essentially he's just an all-star receiver. Like He, he really is just a receiver. So best hands at tight end position, arguably. Uh, I think he's going to have a monumental breakout with, uh, R- with Ritter behind the quarterback or behind center now uh just a little bit of uh, new blood yeah. into that offense i think ritter is an underrated quarterback nobody's given him a chance we haven't seen much from him yet and uh you know you forget about drake london too drake london is another one of those guys drafted in the first round the last couple of years hasn't had an opportunity to to really break out yet because they don't pass the ball enough and they've never had a good enough quarterback because they had freaking marcus Mariota last year uh so they've got go- those marcus guys
1: Mariota is guy- elite bro Right, right. He's fired He's uh,
0: Plus, they have this year's Brees Hall and Bijan Robinson, the best running back from the draft, number eight overall draft pick from Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is going to immediately be a top five RB when it comes to the stat sheet because you know what they're going to do is they're going to give him the frickin' rock, man. He's going to get the ball Locked about 30 him. times a game and he'll probably catch the ball in the backfield too. Uh, look out for the Falcons. I'm not going to say... I, I, I did pick them to win the division. That was kind of just a toss-up. But I will say more with confidence, they'll finish in the top half of this division, which I think is like a dark horse prediction in and of itself.
1: Bijan Mustard Robinson.
0: Get it, Bijan. Okay. I'm with um, you. I love it. I yeah. Keep him going. I love it.
1: Catherine, uh, Gino, first year as QB. Yeah, last year was his first year as QB. Uh, Drew, want to see more of what he can do, what more of Drew Locke can do. Yeah, I, I think... I think you're right to say that the jury's out on Gino. Like, I think that that's a better take than everyone who's like very extreme on him. Either way, um, Washington going to win the wild card. I don't think either case here. I think that Washington's going to win the wild card. Uh, we both have them in fourth in their division. Yeah. So. I, mean, I don't. I don't mind.
0: You know. Uh, Howell though. I think Howell is their quarterback. I think he's going to be the starter. They just. They seem like a lost franchise is the biggest problem. So.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. Me. No. It's like. Yeah. No. Until they show me otherwise, basically all the Washington franchises. I think that about. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's the same in the NBA. It doesn't matter how many good players the Wizards get. I'm like, ah, but they're the Wizards. They're going to figure mm-hmm. out a way to finish 11th in the East. Um. I think that's it, man. Every, yeah, like, John. Every this was... move. This one was a long one. Half.
0: It was a thick one. It was, it was a hard one hit. to do, it and, but it felt and good. It, it it felt good to finally, you know, get back get it into in. it. Yeah, yeah. get it in. And uh, yeah, no, I mean, we I think we needed an episode like this just to get this stuff out of the way, so we can just start to talking get it. About you know, we needed to get this, this long, season.
1: thick, hard one in to get us stretched out.
0: And right. Really, we had a know, lot like... of buildup. We had a lot of backed up. Right. You know, we just had to release the pressure here with all exactly. this news just built up in us. So. <laughs> so freaking tough. All right. I think you guys get what's going on here. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and move on over to Playback YouTube. We're going to move the party on over to the link in the video description. Join us over on Playback. Audio listeners, this is probably where it's going to cut off for you guys as well. So thank you for listening to us on your favorite audio podcast platforms. Make sure to rate and review us there. We really appreciate it. Five stars if you would. And tell everybody what you enjoyed about this episode, what you like about our podcast. We'd love to hear it and so would everybody else who comes across our page on those apps. So for, uh, for you guys, YouTube, and those audio listeners, we will catch you next time. For everybody else who is here live, hopefully you've moved on over to playback so that you can enter into our live giveaway happening in just a few moments. For myself and for John, we've been Triple Cross, and we will see you next time. Let's go.